Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Political Straight Talk. I'm your host, the political superman, coming to you live from the Ozark Mountain region. The time, 9.32 on the East Coast, 6.32 on the left Coast, and I want to know what everybody else wants to know, and that is, is Rob Blagojevich going to snitch out Obama? Is Rob Blagojevich going to snitch on Obama? And if so, will he find a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the back of his head? Well, I don't know, but uh, didn't the DHS guy already have that happen? Only time will tell. Only time will tell. That whistleblower was found tonight. Some of the top stories for the evening are, yes, there was a DHS whistleblower who, for some reason, managed to have a self-inflicted gunshot wound in an area that you probably aren't going to have a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So, (laughs) says to me, he probably pissed off Hillary Clinton. But there's bigger news. Listen, I have I have no use for snitches, so I'm not really going to lose a lot of sleep over the whistleblower. He should have kept his mouth shut. As far as I'm concerned, he's a traitor, and he revealed the nation's secrets, just like a whole list of others uh, this week. So as far as I'm concerned, he got what he deserved. Now, um, and that goes for the people that revealed the surveillance program in the United States. That's the people that revealed WikiLeaks and all that crap. Um, listen, you may not agree with something, and it's okay not to agree, but there's a reason uh, that most of these programs are in place, and there's an even bigger reason that they are classified. And agree or don't agree with it, if you have top secret, eyes only, secret clearance, and you reveal stuff, you're guilty of treason. You signed a contract that said you're guilty of treason. Okay? And that's just the end of it. Um, but I do want to spend some time on Rob Blagojevich, and because I think there's there's a lot to be said here. Number one, um, coming from a political strategist, a political advisor, I will tell you that what he did in regards to that Senate seat is, in truth, horse trading. It happens all the time. Okay. But I learned something this weekend that I did not know, and that was that Barack Obama is the one that started the horse trading. He sent a guy down to Blagojevich's office that says, hey, this is the guy we want in the Senate seat. What do we got to give you to make sure that happens? Now, listen. People may not like the political process, but it is exactly that. It's politics. It's how it works, okay? And the way I see it, and the jury saw it, which is kind of interesting. The jury saw it as horse uh, horse trading and politics, too. Uh, the majority of the counts that he was convicted on are what I would call bullshit accounts. And listen. Like the guy or not, I don't particularly care for him. 14 years is excessive. And 
I've been hearing that Trump pardoned him, but that's not true. Okay? It's just not true. Trump did not remove this from his record. What he did is used his authority to commute an excessive sentence. Okay? And I agree with that. I think he did the right thing. The guy served eight years. Okay? Uh, As a matter of fact, Obama should have stepped in on that situation. He can pardon uh, transgendered snitches. He can pardon traitors. He can pardon drug dealers. He can send $500 billion to the Iranians so they can kill American soldiers. Uh, and he should have pardoned the guy that he pretty much put in the hot seat and left hanging. And I got news for you. Blagojevich knows things. Don't you think he don't? Okay? And he's kept his mouth shut this whole time. Well, now he's got a mouthpiece and people are going to listen to him. So expect to see uh, expect to see some very uncomfortable people in the very near future from the Obama administration. All right. Next up, how about Nevada? Who's feeling the burn mm-hmm. out there? <laughs> I will I will tell you I'm a bit surprised that Bernie kinda took as much as he has. Um I I'm kind of interested to see why they're calling this the way they're calling it. Because as of right now there's really not a whole lot of the votes in, but they're calling it for Bernie. I haven't having said that, Joe Biden has come in second place. So Joe Biden gets to limp into South Carolina. But the truth of the matter is, the front, the true front runner is now Bernie. And, yeah. you know, we could spend some time talking about the Democratic debate, but we're not going to waste our time because the only winner of that thing was President Trump. Um, and the clear winner this week in all politics has been President Trump. I like what he's doing. Anytime they hold an event or a rally or a debate, he goes into the town and shows them, hey, I can pull more than all y'all combined. And I like that. I think that's a smart move. It keeps them talking about him and not about the debates, not about the primaries. As a matter of fact, he had a rally last night. I think there's another one scheduled for either tonight or tomorrow. And I kind of like the politics of it. It's a smart move on his part. Um, But the debate, the only thing that really was gleaned from the debate is that Michael Bloomberg sucks. Um, And for those of you that have been watching the news this weekend, and I just heard this on the way home, that he's been uh, at his rallies now. They're fully catered events so that people will show up. Mm-hmm. So you can show Did up. Get your... What? Free beer. He's actually handing um, out free beer. I have heard in some of them there's free beer. Um, I've heard that you can get lots of food. You can get some Bloomberg swag. 
Um, I did find it kind of interesting that Mr. Conservative himself, Clint Eastwood, came out for Bloomberg. Disappointed. I was I was a bit shocked at that. Um, I Eastwood may may flip on that one. We may see in the general how that goes, but I noticed Trump hasn't said anything about it, which means there's probably some politics behind it. But tonight's program is going to primarily be open open floor, meaning if you've got a topic that you think we should discuss, then let's discuss it. But I don't have a whole slew of topics that I really care about that's in the news right now. Um, I know there's a 15-month-old baby that's missing out of uh, Tennessee, and it's the county next to mine. Uh, 15-month-old hasn't been seen since December 26th, and nobody decided to report this baby missing until a week ago. Okay, and it was the grandfather on the mother's side that finally reported her missing because he hasn't seen it. And the mother he said he hasn't seen her Thanksgiving. And so um, here's what we know. Here's what I know based on the local news. Um, you're kind of getting misinformation from the feds. And I know Fox News carried it today, and they're wrong. Uh, but two people were arrested in North Carolina for driving a car that was reported stolen. It was reported stolen because it wasn't returned when it was supposed to be returned. It is a family vehicle that belongs to the grandfather. Okay. The woman that was arrested has the same name as the grandfather and the daughter. However, they've not revealed the relationship. And they have also said that the Amber Alert is still active and that the police believe there's no harm to the child, actually. Um, now, having said that, they did arrest the two in North Carolina. There will be an extradition hearing in the morning. And we're going to try and get them back into Tennessee. Uh, where they were found is literally right across the border. So, in truth, what the cops should have done is just called Sullivan County and said, hey, meet us at the line. And they would have gladly done that. Um, unfortunately, and I know a lot of people are starting to feel like this, I'm going to tell you, I don't think this is going to come to any good. I don't think it's going to come to a good end. The mother was in juvenile court on Friday, but nobody will tell why. And her record has been sealed. The record was sealed by the courts. Her ex-boyfriend, who owns a uh, restaurant there in Sullivan County, said he had never seen the child. They had dated for a little bit. He never saw the child, ever. That the mother said that the child was with her with her dad, and while with her dad, he fell. She fell and broke her arm. But never saw her. Matter of fact, what's interesting is we've never heard about the dad. Um, he's in the military. That's all anybody will say. So that, in truth, is really the only case that I've been paying attention to this week. Most of the other stuff, you know, we've discussed at some point, the Rush Limbaugh comments about Buck Gage smooching his husband on the stage and things like that. 
So if anybody's got a topic, now's your time to throw it out. What about that? That um, mother in Hawaii, or from Idaho to Hawaii, and um, now they can't find the kids. The seven is he's seven years old. Well, he has autism. Well, I'm assuming those kids are in the or have been inducted into that cult, and the the cult is hiding the kids. That's what's been believed yeah. all along. Yeah, well, she was arrested. Now she's on $5 million bail in Kauai. Well, I I think they're doing that to try and get information out of her. Plus, she yeah. she's interfering with the custodial parent and everything else. It's a mess. Right. She proclaims herself God, and she's going to rule over the apocalypse. Oh, joy. Well... I guess she can roll over the apocalypse of her jail cell. She can't be God. I was voted God yesterday by the the, the godly council. I was going to say, I remember that. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, by the way, it's going it's to rain, rain tomorrow over there at y'all place. It's going to rain all day in Tennessee tomorrow. <laughs> So I've heard, actually. <laughs> but Is thanks for letting us know, know the obvious, Mark. <laughs> well, I did have a question. You fall for nothing. Yes, Jill. Um. Well, earlier on, I brought up the whistleblower at Philip Haney that was murdered in San Francisco. Or found, or I shouldn't say murdered. He was found shot, shot in the head, or whatever, or a dead by a gunshot wound. Right. right. They self-inflicted. Right. Well, but you know what? I've heard some different reports on that. So all I'm going to say is, is that I think it's important because you had mentioned something about what well, that you didn't like snitches and this and that. Well, I got to, I got to say something. You know, he testified before Congress about the fact that Obama had scrubbed, had, had made him scrub all references made to radical Islamic or Islam um, from their records. Now, okay. you know, when you started to say traitor and whatnot, I'm thinking, wait a minute, you know, under the Obama administration, we dealt with Orlando, we dealt with San Bernardino, we dealt with a lot of, not to mention Ferguson and all the other stuff, you know, he was race, racially divisive, and he ushered in a whole lot of Islam that we'd never been exposed to with all of that craziness before, and, you know, and there was a whole lot of, uh, of issue there. I mean, you know, opening with Islamic prayer and so on and so forth. And I understand religion, but it's established that it's not just a religion, that it is a political ideology. First of all, okay, so let's take it step by step. First, he's a snitch, he's a traitor, and got no sympathy for him. No matter what he testified, he's a snitch. He violated his oath when he agreed to take on his security clearances, okay? Sorry, this is the way it is. I took those same security clearance oaths 
and I have made a commitment to protect anything that I know, okay, and that I'm to carry it to my grave, and it will be declassified 25 years after my death, what I know. Okay? But he snitched on Obama. Because that guy, that guy was involved. He snitched because he was telling everybody, "You, if you want to talk to him, talk to our top cop in Tennessee." He knows he, he, he violated his he, oath. He I don't care what he snitched on. Okay, he violated his oath. And yes, here's the thing, though, and and this is sure, what I will if say: if somebody violates their oath and they're going to they're going to snitch on somebody that. Somebody's doing a coup on the president. They're still a snitch. You're exactly right. They have violated their oath. It doesn't matter. Listen, there are channels. There are channels on both sides of the aisle to take that information, okay? And there are ways to get that information through legal channels that isn't the way that these people are doing it. Now, yes, the federal government, I'm going to tell you, it wasn't no big secret that they were scrubbing they were scrubbing um, radical Islam and references. Everybody knew that. Matter of fact, that was an edict it that went out. That. They were scrubbing all the background on the San Bernardino people. There were, there were, there were, there were scrubbing listen, all that information of the radicals that were already here. But, but the thing is, is that with San Bernardino, that stuff wasn't classified. Okay, so I don't care about that. Okay, but wait a minute. I understand, you know, being in violation of an oath per se, but if it's, if it's somebody that's trying to, to cover up a crime and destroy or hurt your own government, why would you not turn that information in? Okay, so I'll give you an example. Back during the Bush administration, President Bush put into place a system that allowed the federal government to eavesdrop on foreign nationals calling into this country or calls going out to foreign nationals that met certain criteria, okay? Now, in that, there was multiple, multiple, multiple things that were thwarted, both internationally and domestically, as a result of this program. Well, one particular individual didn't like the fact that the feds was keeping this a secret, and so they decided to take this, including secure cables between countries and between different spy agencies, and decided to release it to WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks decided to put it out there. Okay? Now, there was a big uproar. People were pissed off. The federal government was listening in on their calls. Okay? Because that's how it was framed. Feds were listening in at all calls. Well, that's not true. They weren't listening in on all calls. Were all calls being monitored and recorded and stored in a database? Yep. But guess what? That's been being done since they were able to start doing that in the 80s. Okay? All phone companies do it. They've always done it. And that's that. Now, why is that such an issue? So let me, and I'm going to bring it full circle, so don't think I've lost my thought process because I haven't. But the truth is, that as a result of that information getting out, does anybody know how many deaths were caused to agents that were undercover in other governments, agents that were double agents, agents that were protecting the United States? Does anybody have any idea how many of them were killed as a result of that? Many, Over 500? 
a bunch. Okay, over fifteen hundred people were murdered as a result of that getting out. Okay, and that little bastard was pardoned because his was a victimless crime. Will you tell that to the fifteen hundred plus families that had to bury the bodies of people? Okay, wow. so yeah, I have a huge problem with people that choose to violate the oath because if I right now went and told just one thing. I can think of one thing that I know that I could go tell that, yeah, you deserve to know. I agree that you deserve to know it. You'll never know it, but you deserve to know it because it would make you look at things a lot differently and how you go about your daily lives if you knew it. But you know what? Even though it would be to your benefit to know it, in my opinion, the federal government has determined that the public doesn't need to know. Okay? Now, I don't agree with their reasons, but the deal is is that I took an oath to protect our secrets. Okay? And I will do that very soon. Wait a minute. To protect your secrets? How about to, to not violate the Constitution? That's the oath you take. Um, I got news for you. This secret, doesn't, this secret doesn't violate the Constitution. What Obama chose to do with the wording of his administration doesn't violate the Constitution. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that it violates the Constitution. Okay, now the San Bernardino business, listen, you know why they did that? All that was. No, why don't you inform me? Because I tell you what, anybody that's covering up for people that are kill- going around doing mass murdering in our country, then we got a problem with that. They're not and I don't care. That I'm glad he did snitch. I'm glad he told the whole country that that, that that son of a gun that was elected president went ahead and had his administration do that. I'm really glad well, to first do of it. All, first of all, people don't know what they think they know. And that's problem number one, because too many armchair politicians and armchair citizens think they know stuff and they're enlightened, but they don't know shit. Okay, so let me enlighten you. Number one, the couple that was involved in the San Bernardino business was only part of a small, of a much larger cell. Okay, a much larger cell that they've had under surveillance for years, that they're watching. I'm sure that they've been watching. Okay. They knew in the United the States, government. right? The enemy in you're our exactly, country. You're exactly right. That There's they're not dealing with. Sorry if I have a problem with that, but I do. You, you know, should, my dad's you should have a problem would with never it. have tolerated the enemy in our country. Well, first of all, that generation of yours is the ones that allowed them in here. So ain't time to talk about that because they've been here since. Okay, secondly, if we want to talk about something, your generation that you so fondly want to refer to are the ones... Not mine. I said my father's generation, which was the Second World War. No, your father's generation would have killed them. Okay. But the issue... issue They didn't kill the Japanese Americans. Jeez. No, but the president... But the president did offer, did order them put in internment camps inside the United States during World War II, which was the right decision. But it was for their protection. Here's the point: it wasn't for their protection either. But here's the point. Okay, no, you don't need to know every person that's in this country that wants to do this country harm. The public does not need to know that. 
okay? Like it, hate it, just the way it is. Because I guarantee you, and I know this from personal fact, okay, personal facts, that there is more good being done by allowing some of these people to function within the United States than we would ever do by arresting them. I promise you, I've seen it with my own eyes. There is a lot more that gets accomplished by allowing the few to roam, okay, that are allowed to roam. What's good about it? What is the good that you're referring to? Give me an example of the good. Easy. By doing that, we find others, and we're linked to other sleeper cells. We're linked to other groups. For example, the mosque in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. There was a big hubbub over that mosque. Everybody raised 10 tons of hell about that mosque going in there. The federal government decided to step in and make sure that that mosque had a place in there. Do you think the federal government did that because they wanted a mosque in the middle of South Country? No. The feds did that because they wanted somebody inside to watch these mosques. And that's exactly what they're doing. They have people in the mosque in Murfreesboro. They've got people in both mosques in Nashville. They've got people in the training camps that are around this state and Arkansas and Tennessee and Texas, okay, Oklahoma, Indiana, all these places that have these terrorist camps. We've got people there, and they allow them to function because by doing so, we're able to thwart many other things. They find where money's going, okay, where money's coming in. That's how we find out this stuff. If you think that all of a sudden this group gets arrested or that group gets arrested or all these people that got busted on these military bases, if you think that all this stuff just comes out of the blue, it don't. It comes from these different groups. And by allowing them to function in a controlled environment. Okay? So, yeah, I've got a problem when people give away secrets. You all may think it's important that they gave away the secrets about the San Bernardino stuff, but when he told you what he told you, he didn't tell you the whole damn story. Okay? Just like the shit in Las Vegas. Why do you think all that stuff just disappeared? Why do you think we haven't heard anything else about it? It ain't because the government's trying to cover something up. It's because the government's trying to thwart other things. So give me a break. When people want to take this high sanctimonious road, listen, I get it. There are some things the public does need to know. I don't dispute that. Okay? But I promise you, you all don't want to know everything because you would live your life in constant fear if you all knew each other. No, I would prefer to trust my government to do the right things. Well, you have a government that even, even under Obama, okay? Obama's a shyster. I get it. He wants to protect Islam. But there were people at the lower levels of the government that are responsible for protecting you that was doing their job. Okay? Do you understand? And that's that. Yep. That, you know, you say you want to know everything, but knowing everything would be a violation of national security. Listen, if they were to remove the national security label and tell the American public everything that's in the daily briefing, 
I promise you everybody I would sit in their damn houses and not leave. I wouldn't get out of bed. <laughs> so that's how unsafe we really are. Is that what you're saying? The only safety that you have is the weapon that you keep close to you to shoot the bastard that may try something. And that's that. Are we safe as a nation? No, we're not. We have threats every day. We have counter threats and people trying to countermeasure those threats. But listen, safety is a vigilance, and you have to stay after it, and you have to stay one step ahead of those that want to do us harm. Okay? And sometimes even the most innocuous thing that gets ratted out on can cause a lot of problems. So trust me when I say that when when you hear some of this stuff, when you hear some of these things come out, there's ulterior motives by the people releasing them. They're not doing any safety for you. All right. I'd like to get to the bottom of the uh, Kennedy assassination. Really, I would. That's one thing I'd like to know. I mean, I've well, already I'll... got my summation. <laughs> I would look up Occam's Razor, Barbara. Figure out what Occam's what? Razor is for the story that they're telling you. Occam's Razor. You know Occam. He's got a razor. Look no further than John John's magazine. Oh, my gosh. Well, I have a topic. I have a topic. Okay. A wonderful topic. Do you know back in the 1980s, the United States found out that Mikhail Gorbachev was fighting cancer? And do you want to know how they found out that he was fighting cancer? Because they stole a stool sample. And because of that, any time the president of the United States goes overseas, he doesn't go to a public forum or even the they they erect his own private latrine so he can do his business so and it, and it could be destroyed right afterwards so no other nation could un, could could know the medical details of the president. Forgive me for voting here. Whoever is making that noise, please mute yourself. Thank you. See, Barbara's channeling her inner me tonight. She's on the board. <laughs> well, maybe that's all I have to say about that subject. Okay, I'm I'm just curious. Even though this has been known because American presidents have been doing that for a long time, where did you glean this little piece of information? Something I saw on the Discovery Channel one time. Yeah, they've been doing it for a while. They've been doing it since before Carter. Yeah, because you can you get a stool sample when you when you give a stool sample to your doctor, they can determine all kind of crap from that. Literally, no pun intended. No, no, the yeah, pun was really. Intended, but it was it was implied also. <laughs> All right. That's scary. I said the same word you did. 
No pun intended. <laughs> All right. Any other topics? I'm thinking about, I was thinking about Bernie Sanders a little while ago and him winning the the uh, him winning the, the primary and he's in the, he's the front runner he's the leader at this point and I was thinking about something that they that the union said in Nevada and I'm not sure how many of those people in Nevada who were in the the unions voted for him. But they didn't want to endorse Sanders because of the un- because of the health care that the unions have negotiated and bargained for forever. I'm thinking if Bernie Sanders is the nominee for the Democrats, which at this point may be a long shot, you are going to have many union groups that's going to be anti-Bernie. Mainly because of the health care issue, because universal health care is garbage compared to the Cadillac plans that they have uh, negotiated for their members over the last few hundred years, and the living wage crap that he wants, and the raising of the minimum wage thing, that's going to hurt unions as well, because those unions have negotiated forever those wages, and if there's a blanket increase of the minimum wage, the first people that get pissed off is going to be the unions because that counter, that's counterproductive to what they're doing. So I would be very surprised if you have any unions endorsing Bernie Sanders before in this primary period. I would be more than shocked if you have a majority of these uh, unions in, in endorsing him after he does win or if he does win that nomination. And with that being said, I would like to formally endorse Bernie Sanders for the nomination, and my political views are nowhere indicative of the uh, stance on ragtag patriots. But I, I think I think it would be – I really do. I would think it would be the perfect setup for, for – Trump would have a field day with Bernie Sanders – and you think it's going to be a big oh, landslide yeah. now? It's going to be it's going to be gorgeous. <laughs> think of 1984. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. if 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 Bernie's the nominee, it it might be pretty close to 1984. I don't see how they can stop him. I don't see how they can. If he's got the most delegates going in. I don't see how they can prevent him. He has to to be over 50%. If he's over 50% at the convention, he's it. it. If he's not, which I don't think he will be. Not true. I know they're going to say the bona fide thing. I was going to say, I thought they pulled the superdelegates back. Well, and that... So the second vote—that's not no. They're they're going to have those for the first vote. Believe me, they will. They'll they'll put those super delegates. They'll actually go in and name new super delegates to keep him from getting it. Uh huh. Yeah, that's that's the now plan right now. To just name new super delegates, and then somebody will sweep in from the floor. Right now, the big the big hubbub is a Hillary Bloomberg ticket with Hillary at the top. Well, that yeah. that's what a lot of that's what a lot of Democrats 
that are inside the Beltway want to see. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason they're keeping, Bern, they're keeping Bloomberg around is because of, one, the money. He could pour in a billion dollars in a heartbeat if he wanted to, plus the infrastructure that he has. I don't know if y'all know this, but the infrastructure that Bloomberg has been setting up over the last few weeks, he has thousands of people online. He has thousands of people in each individual state for uh, Super Tuesday. And Facebook has pulled all of his ads. YouTube pulled his ads. Um, uh, I don't think I don't think he needs them. I'm glad. I'm I was glad watching television this afternoon. I I was watching I was watching Mash on WGN because there's nothing else to watch. I must have seen 437 uh, Bloomberg commercials, mostly bullshit. <laughs> It's not just that, you know, I'm in Louisiana. We don't vote. Our primary is not until the beginning of April. And I'm starting to see Bloomberg ads. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he wants a brokered convention. He wants a brokered convention. He what? thinks he can gain delegates at the convention. But I'm going to tell you what, his debate performance he was said he's buying. Oh, yeah. He said he'd buy him if he had to. Oh, he is. Was. Well, and and what was that other thing too? They said about the women. What was the what was the thing the women had to sign? Because he re, he released them from like two or three of them. It was yeah, reported he, he today. Released three. <laughs> he released yeah. three of his no. not so serious ones. What was it? What was it? Elizabeth Warren said about him on the debate stage that night. That he how he referred to women oh it was awful. As far as horse face lesbians, and no, I'm not. Yes. I'm not talking about horse face oh, lesbians. I'm talking uh, about my fat broads. Going talk about me. Well, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren was just upset because she looks like a horse and she should be a lesbian. <laughs> no, I, I heard. Well, I, I heard something today. I would. Have, you did. I, I, heard I heard something today that was funny. Uh, old Waters on Fox said that if I was Bloomberg, I would have looked at her and said, "Well, I'll release my NDA when you release your DNA." Oh wait, you did. How'd that work out for you? Who? Who was? What was that now? Who said that? Jesse. Jesse Waters. Jesse Waters. <laughs> oh, jeez. But Bloomberg, Bloomberg stepped in it in the debate when he said, when she asked him about the nondisclosures, and she get he said none of them were about me unless somebody didn't like a joke I told. Joke I told. <laughs> I was like. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sitting there shaking my yeah. head going, damn, whoever prepared him didn't do a good job. Didn't do a very good job. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the problem is nobody prepared him because he has all this money. He has these people underneath him. And who's going to tell the boss no? Or who's going to – it's kind of like Trump. The first few uh, – remember the first few debates with Trump, how he was a little uh, – 
little bit more crass than it usually was, a little less refined. And then after a few debates, they sat him down and said, listen, you need to do this and this and this. Someone needs to sit down Bloomberg and say, listen, you're an idiot. If you think you're going to debate these people who are professionals, you're not going to buy your way through like you did for mayor. Well, that was what they set out to prove the other night. That was what they were all saying, that, that he was trying to buy the election. So, you know, they just basically painted him for who he really is. They said that he spent a half a billion dollars to get insulted by Elizabeth Warren. But I heard <laughs> that he said, I heard, I heard that he said he would buy the delegates if he had to. Oh, my God. Well, he can. Let him. He's not going to beat Trump. There is no way in hell that he beats Trump. And I, could, I know what the DNC is thinking at this point. They're looking at Bloomberg with the, with the, the operation he's already put together. And if it's going to be Trump versus Bloomberg, he's, they're going to say, well, look, we have, another, we have an alternative to Trump. He's a, con, he's a fiscal conservative. He isn't as crass as Trump, and he isn't in bed with the Russians. So let's elect, Bern, let's elect Mike Bloomberg instead. And what's going to yeah. end up happening is they're going to look at his uh, stop and frisk. Okay, stop and frisk. There is not a black person in. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for that to come up. That wasn't felt up by a, by a cop in New York City. <sighs> then, okay, you're going to lose a lot of black votes. Actually, a lot of blacks are going to stay home with this Mike Bloomberg. Yeah. Then, you you can't win the South. Anything lower than Mason-Dixon and anything west than Mississippi, it's almost going unless you're, you're thinking of the... Uh, okay, the but the blacks are going after Biden, and he's not getting anywhere, though, Mark. The blacks are not going after Biden. It's all oh, there's an Biden awful lot of them that are. Listen, Biden is about as viable as herpes at this point. Listen, Biden's black support is dropping faster than Pamela Anderson's panties at a stud convention. <laughs> you know who blacks are going to go for? Blacks are going to go for Bernie Sanders. Well, of course, Why? he's going to give them everything. Well, the evil white man, the man will have to pay for everything. No, he's not giving them anything. He's stealing from us to try to give to them. That's what he's oh, doing. I got that on the phone. Three quarters of another, you know. I got my Bernie Did you watch the right Did... Yeah, we don't have the Bernie phone, the Bernie house. You can get get yourself a Bernie house. It's a, then, it's, hey, it's a, hey, they can use their universal health care to get some antibiotics so they don't feel the burn anymore. That's uh-huh. right. <laughs> From their STD. Oh, and Bernie's going to legalize marijuana so T-Bone could get out of prison. I think Trump beat him to the punch. I think I think I'll endorse him too. I think I'll endorse. I'm endorsing Sanders. 
Yeah, I like Sanders. I really do. He's he's like, remember uh, Back to the Future, how Doc, Doc Brown had crazy hair? Think of Doc Brown. Yeah. Just a little bit, just stupider and uh, lived off the government's tits for, uh, teeth for uh, all of his life. I mean, any yeah, he's never held a, jo- a real job he never outside of the government. All his jobs have been in the public se- sector. He's had three jobs in his life, mayor, senate, uh, congressman, and senator, all in the government's teeth. And he's a billion. He's a millionaire. He's a, okay. The line in that debate was, the, the, the top socialist in the country is a millionaire with three houses. And I love the explanation mm. for those three houses. Oh, yeah, my summer camp. <laughs> now, listen, he has summer. his summer camp just like most people from Vermont. Now, y'all leave him alone. Uh, uh, $2 million summer camp? Really? Well, a lot of people send their kids to Bernie Sanders summer camp, okay? <laughs> yep. You get touch what you don't want. Damn. Actually, the new Bernie Sanders summer camp, the first thing you do when you walk into the gate is bend over. <laughs> Damn, Mark. Mark. I heard the I heard hey, the Mark, baby. Mark. Yeah. You say that with yeah, so much right. conviction. Did you get sent to Bernie's summer camp where you had to bend over? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Actually, I've never been to summer camp. You know, what, you know what Mark's problem was? Mark stood by, or uh, Bernie, uh, Bernie stood behind him and said, Now, Mark, we're going to check your teeth. And it turns out it wasn't his teeth. Anyway. Well, hey, Mark, if you <laughs> if you ever go to Bernie Sanders Clinic and you go for a proctological exam and you see both of their hands, <laughs> then it's time to work. Did you see the story anyway. about the, the pole vulture? Who went pole vaulted over the bar? Huh? What? The pole vaulter. What are you talking about? Pole Willis? vaulter who pole, pole vaulted over the bar, and when he came down, the pole ripped his scrotum. Impaled him? Oh, yeah, I heard yeah. about him. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's horrible. Well, it's a true story. I, I guess he just didn't have the balls to complete it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> No, he said he they had it, he took eighteen stitches to stitch it up, and he said, you know, he still has his testicles. And then he got right wow. back up on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I got behind Okay, okay I, I have a story about this. I have a friend, oh jeez, and uh, it, it, it's a friend of a friend. The guy. Why am I not surprised, Mark? <laughs> he dislocated his hip playing. He dislocated his hip playing football. Well, he hurt himself pretty bad. Well, when they went to re- put the, the hip back in place, he screamed in a. He screamed, and it's not like um, the kind of scream they would think. They come to find out that somehow, one of his testicles slipped out of the scrotum, out of the scrotum. and into into the socket 
in his pelvis. Oh my lord! That's yeah, impossible. Yeah. Mark, that's impossible. I, I thought sorry. too. I thought that too. No, but it the testicle, like testicles, testicles are not going to say, "Gee, I want to take a trip and go up and." <laughs> no, <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored. I don't yeah. know. Ain't getting my testicles. Ain't getting my testicles. I'm tired of just. Here, hey. so I'm going to take a trip. I'm tired of just hanging around. I'm going for a trip. <laughs> hey, hey, Prince Harry, Prince Harry lost his a few months ago. Well, yeah. Megan's got him in her purse. You'll get him back. Have you all seen the video that circulated around on Twitter from Elizabeth Warren, uh, how she said, I want to be an Indian, too? Yeah, I saw that one. God. I'm going to send it. I'll send it out in the chat so that you all it's can see it. It's hard to say it's the YMCA. No, no, it's not from the village people. <laughs> Could you see the Democrats? Could you see Bernie? Dressed up as as the worker, Pocahontas as the Indian, um, no. Buck Gage as the cop since he was an MP in the military, um, <laughs> and and you know the cop was gay, so there you go, that kind of works. And Biden can be the construction worker. And then Biden, yeah, we'll have Biden in there, and then Klobuchar could be in the background directing them. <sighs> This was no. This was a song called "I'm an Indian Too," and it's they superimposed. <laughs> you just have to see it. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've seen all year. Campaign song is right. I'm an Indian. No. My girl, she can take a She's a one of a kind. <laughs> what would be great is for her to get one person from every reservation in the United States to come to one of her rallies and stand behind her and support her one one thousand twenty fourth. Oh God! Wow. Hey, did you no, hear Biden's you... making crap up again? Biden, what, Biden, Biden says what? that his son knows Biden is making stuff up again. He now Biden. says that his son Bo was Attorney General of the United States. What? Listen, <laughs> Biden has Biden is senile with dementia. Don't worry about him. <laughs> wow. He still thinks he's a vice president. There it is. I put it in chat. You should check it out. <laughs> You you should play it actually. Did y'all hear what what uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren talk about uh, the people that she talked to during the housing crisis of of uh, and how she was supporting so many families, she was helping so many families out in the housing crisis. And that was caused by George W. Bush and all this whole, this, this meanie stuff that, that started the recession. Remember all that? 
Do y'all know and how, actually uh, the housing crisis was caused by the Clinton administration? Actually, I'd go back to, to FDR. But yeah, Clinton, Clinton worked. <laughs> Who was responsible for setting up Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? The Clinton administration. Uh, Clinton. Yeah. Well, that's where it started then, because that's who failed, along with others. Oh, they all failed. Well, they failed because they they Wrote wanted bad loans to minorities. They wanted blacks and minorities to be homeowners, so they made the companies um, loosen the restrictions. Right. It was when a well, man going lost going his house that it went to four. Well, did y'all hear, uh, okay, Elizabeth Warren, do y'all know how Elizabeth Warren made her money? During the housing crisis, she would buy foreclosed housing. And she did the short sales, probably, yep. Yeah, short sales, yep. Did you know she did short sales. And she made millions like that. And she's trying to go on television and say that she she helped people during the crisis. She did. She helped them get right out of their foreclosed home into a camper or a tent. That's right. Well, she, All right, James. She was able to get them. Go ahead, Mark. She was able to get them Bernie, she was able to get them Bernie Mark, Sanders housing, which is about the size of three uh, refrigerator boxes. You know what? I have a question real quick before you, if you're getting ready to head off. I just want to ask the question, um, when do you want to have a show where we deal with a substantive, substantive uh, I have a hard time, substantive, there we go, um, agenda, or if you will, policies that the Democrats are proposing? Because I think that we need to have a show about why we believe those things would be detrimental to our country. What policies? You mean they've actually come up with policies? Well, now, you and I both know that they have discussed things that they would like to do. For an example, you know, Mike Bloomberg has had conversation about guns. I mean, you know, there's, yeah, there's, there's and booted, booted Jake. They've all, Bernie, we need to listen to Bernie if he's going to be the nominee, don't we? No, I don't think I don't think we've seen the nominee yet, and I think we need to wait until Milwaukee before we do that. By the way, there's another thing floating around. What? The picture of the stadium that they're going to be in in Milwaukee looks like Donald Trump's hair. It's got, an, it's got an orange flat top. <laughs> it's where it looks like it. <laughs> I'll post well, it in I'm chat. Thinking, I'm thinking that uh, he's going to schedule a couple events in around Milwaukee. I wouldn't oh, be surprised. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that'd be oh, genius. I would have an event in every town. Or, or have a few events in, in each little towns in uh in uh, Wisconsin for the for that for those few days. Have one in Greens Bay in Green Bay. Have one in uh, Chicago. Have one in Chicago. Chicago and Milwaukee are very close to one another. Matt, have one where the uh, 
Oh. In Point Place, where uh, where the seventies show was filmed, have a few of them that have a, have a rally that whole week. Actually, what I would do if I was Trump, I'd have all those blue states that went red in uh, sixteen. You have to oh God, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I about died when I saw that today. Wow. We we want to thank everybody for tuning in to our loosely conglomerated show. Tonight was an easy night. We want to thank everybody. Also, we want to thank our soldiers because, you know what, we wouldn't be able to do this if they hadn't come before us to pave the way. But remember, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank a soldier. Thank the families of soldiers for without them, we wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. And you know what? Thank those patriots that work every day to make our country great, especially the farmers. This is the Political Superman mm-hmm. saying have a good night, everybody. Good All right, Barbara, night. hit the button. Hit the button. If you guys want to stay on, go ahead. Yes. Have